Welcome to the Swimming From Home talk show. I'm here with Leah Gingrich. Now, I've seen your name at a lot of the meets that I go to, but I don't think I know too much about your swimming backstory. So for okay. myself and those of us who don't, could you, could you give me a little background on your swimming history? Yeah, sure. Um, so I actually started swimming when I was four. And I swam all throughout college. Um, I, I had a lot of success in high school. Um, I was on multiple um, national teams, junior national team, world championship team. Um, and then from there, kind of decided that I wanted to continue my swimming at the University of Texas. I went there. Um, I kind of struggled. I didn't have the same success that I was hoping for while I was there and um, just kind of had a hard time as the four years kind of went on, staying motivated, um, staying positive through the training and, you know, the, the ups and downs that came along with it. And um, actually then decided to stop swimming um, whenever I graduated. Mm. I went to trials in 2004 and 2008. Mm. And then I graduated college in 2012 and actually had to make the really difficult decision to not go to trials that year because I was just so burnout and I was no longer enjoying it. Um, and then I, I took six years off. I, I like hated the sport. I hated it. I couldn't get farther away from the water. Um, I was just really burnt out and, you know, ready to kind of move on with my life. Well, that didn't really last very long for me. I ended up becoming a coach almost immediately and couldn't really get away as much as I wanted to. Um, and then just kind of randomly, um, at my club team that I'm at right now in Columbus, Georgia, the Columbus Aquatic Club, um, we started a master's program about two years ago. And I just was like, all right, you know, I took six years off. I took six years off of working out, not just six years off of swimming. Like I didn't do anything for six years. So I kind of just decided that I was going to get back in with the master's swimmers, start swimming. Um, and it kind of just took off from there. So it was really unexpected for me to actually start swimming again and enjoying it and loving it as much as I did and then competing again. So the, the last two years have been kind of like a whirlwind for me where it was extremely unexpected. Um, but I, I feel like taking those six years off and coming back to this sport at an older age, I have a completely new appreciation for it. And I almost feel like I'm 15 years old again, like, and I can't get enough of it. So it's been really, um, it's a crazy journey that I've kind of been on, but I feel like we always all have different crazy journeys that we go through in our life. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have, do you have certain goals that you want to achieve? Do you have what, like what events are you competing in? What, what's your training like? I have so many questions. <laughs> um, well, I think that, you know, when I first started swimming, I didn't really have any, any goals. I was just kind of swimming, um, to, to get back into shape. And then it's, this is kind of a funny story that I don't really tell many people because it's just kind of random. But two years ago, we were watching men's NCAAs and that's when Caleb Dressel went 17 seconds in the 53 style. And <laughs> as soon as I finished watching that race, I looked at my coach and I'm like, okay, let's do this. And then I like, want to go 17. Yes. And I'm not even training for the 50 freestyle, but it just <laughs> motivated me so much where I was like, you know what? I'm, I miss that feeling of like accomplishing a goal. And I miss that feeling of racing. And I just missed 
everything about it. And so from kind of from there, which was almost exactly two years ago, I, you know, made that scary goal of wanting to make the Olympic team. And it took me a while to be able to admit that goal to people because it's such, I mean, I took six years off. I'm 30 years old. So one of those goals that's like really high up there that that's going to be difficult for me to reach, but it's what I want to do. It's been a goal that I've had since I got in the water at four years old. So um, that's kind of what I'm training for. That's the big goal. And I'm training for um, 200 butterfly. I race um, mostly just 100 and 200 butterfly. I throw in some other races in there for fun at like the tier pro series meets. Um, but the butterfly is kind of my big focus. Okay. Was, was butterfly your focus like when you were swimming in high school and college as well? Uh, I was more of like a distance swimmer. So yeah, I would swim the 200 butterfly, but I rarely ever swam 100 fly. Um, but I did more of like the 500 mile, 400 IM, you know, all that fun stuff. And in, in uh, college, I was in the distance group. So I always just swam distance. So trying to get away from that now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, obviously, you know, distance is easy to get away from, but you know, you come back at 28 years old at the time 30 now um the 200 fly objectively the best event in swimming but what made you decide to focus on that one because it is fairly grueling (laughs) it really is and I kind of question myself every time I step on the block to swim the 200 fly I'm like why am I putting myself through this but it's always been my favorite race um I I've I think I was just always good at distance swimming and it that's something that came a little more like natural to me growing up. I could like just do really good practicer and mm-hmm. could go and go and go kind of thing. Um, but it wasn't necessarily what I enjoyed. I, I really enjoy swimming to inner fly and you know, for whatever reason that being it, but, and I think on the other side of it is I didn't get to swim it as much and I didn't get to swim the hunter fly as much. So swimming those races now it's like fun races for me, fun races that I never really got to experience as much growing up. So let's say, um, were you in Des Moines at the pro swim a few weeks ago? I was, yes. Okay. So kind of that was when the coronavirus, you know, craze was kind of just getting started. So after that, you know, like the day after that meet, how would you analyze your your journey to making an Olympic team thus far? <laughs> it's funny you asked that about that meet because I really didn't have that great of a swim meet. Um, I, I, I go through different phase, phases of training, which is a lot different than what I used to do. And the phase leading up to that was more the anaerobic end, working on like my 100 butterfly rather than my 200 butterfly. And so we kind of went into it um, open to trying different race strategies. And I tried a different race strategy in my tuner fly during the finals, which was to just like go after it. And I went out so much faster and harder than I normally do that I went a 37 on my fourth 50 of my tuner fly, which is not good. (laughs) And so um, kind of walking away from that, I actually ended up time trialing two days later because I just knew that I had, I had a better race in me than that. Mm -hmm. Um, But to walk away from that and then, you know, to now be going into a different training phase that's meant more for my 200 butterfly is kind of hard and frustrating to now not have a swim meet that I'm going to be able to, to see where I'm at. So yeah. it's kind of, 
not the the best meet for me to go out on, but it happens. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, so now can you kind of take me through your last couple weeks and what's that, what that has looked like for you? Cause I, you know, I've talked to a lot of NCAA athletes and coaches and obviously, you know, they're going through, you know, they're going through what they're going through with NCAA is getting canceled. And especially for the seniors, you know, kind of just, they might get another year of eligibility. It's not really looking like it, but you know, for, for you as someone who, you know, again, 30 years old, um, removed from the sport for a long time, but now trying to make, trying, getting back into it. What's the last couple of weeks looked like for you? Yeah. I mean, I know everybody's going through, um, something different. And I really feel for those athletes who kind of had a plan for what they wanted to do after, um, this summer was over and kind of wanting to move on from the sport, because I, I felt that in 2012 when I was making that decision of whether or not I wanted to continue training or not. So I really feel for those athletes now, it's not an easy decision, um, to continue training for another year and everything that they're going through. Um, but for, for me in, in my situation, I was kind of at it as okay it's either going to get postponed or it's going to get canceled because I just really didn't think it was gonna you know trials was going to happen this summer Mm -hmm. and I think as soon as I heard that it was postponed instead of hearing the word canceled there was a huge sigh of relief for me and I just instantly got excited about being able to train for another year and still being able to have that opportunity of swimming at Olympic trials next year and so I would say that my reaction was probably a little different than most people's. I mean, of course, you know, I'm disappointed. I I would have loved to have swam at trials and for all of this to not be going on, but it's kind of exciting for me to get to to do another full year of all this because I did have six years off and I've only been doing it for two years. So another year of getting to train, another year of trying to get better um, is only, you know, exciting for me. And I'm kind of, happy that I get another year of it because I was kind of deciding on well am I going to keep training after this summer I'm getting older you know like maybe I need to do something else so it's it's been it's been weird though um just as more and more pools have kind of shut down trying to figure out how to still stay on top of everything and I think that one of the the biggest things for me is just still communicating with everybody that's been helping me um my coach my sports psychologist, my um, Thailand trainer, physiologist, all those people are still communicating with me and, you know, trying to figure out ways that I can continue to improve during this kind of like off time that we have. Yeah. Leading up to, you know, let's say Des Moines. um, So those first kind of two years, do you feel like that you were heading in the direction or, or on the course that you wanted to be heading into Olympic trials? Um, I mean, I, I think there were times where I've wanted to be faster, and I think, I mean, most people can always say that, mm-hmm. but when when I look at it, and when I look at, like, everything that I've gone through, um, I've gone best times in the past two years, so I really, even though I want to be better, I really can't complain, and I kind of have to be happy with where I'm at, and just, you know, conti- continuing to try to figure out those ways of how I can become as fast as I want to be, and um, I think that part of it is kind of fun because it's new and I'm, I'm doing new training. I'm trying different things, doing different race strategies, and I'm old enough to, to be okay with trying those new things and failing, like failing really hard, failing to do a 37 at the end of a 200 fly when I need to be going 32, you know? So yeah. it's, 
it's just been like a really fun and different experience these last two years. Mm -hmm. And you are, you're training with, in Columbus, Georgia, is that right? Yes. With your club team still? Yes. So I typically don't ever train with our um, club swimmers because I'm coaching them. Okay. Um, but also with our master team sometimes. And then sometimes I really just swim on my own in the middle of the day when I have the free time to be able to do it. Gotcha. Um, so, so yeah, so now in these last couple weeks, um, especially with that kind of sigh of relief of Olympic postponement, you get another year. Um, what have you been focusing on training wise? Yeah, so fortunately, I know someone who has an endless pool that have, has kind of been letting me just walk into their backyard, use it, and then leave. Okay. Um, it's nice, but it, it's very unique because it only gets up to 108 per 100, um, which is great for any kind of aerobic training, but obviously it's not the most ideal for any kind of training where I want to be going faster. Mm -hmm. So just trying to find like different ways that I'm able to work on my butterfly um, the great thing is it kind of simulates long course training where you don't have the walls and you can keep, keep training. Um, but other things are just things that I, I wouldn't, you know, we always have the excuse of, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do this. Well, right now I have plenty of time to be working on anything that I have said in the past because I don't have time to do that. So, um, just a few things that, I, and this is something that I, I really need to do a better job even of right now, but um stretching i i literally will do anything else that i can in the world other than stretch i don't know why but it's just one of those things that i'm i'm bad at um and then like the mental side of it i think the mental side is really important and something that i've really worked more on these last two years and so that's something that you know i have a lot more time for now i can read the books i can work with my psychologist uh, I can work on visualizing. So those are all things that you can work on at home um, that doesn't really take up a lot of energy either. You're just taking the time to focus and, and you know, learn about those things. So I think um, right now everybody has that opportunity to get better at something. <laughs> it's just deciding what that something is. Yeah. Have you been reading any, any, anything in particular? Uh, right now I'm reading Elite Minds. I'm um, not very far along right now, but what I've read, I really like. Um, but any any psychology book, I always, I actually went to school to be an elementary school teacher, but now that I'm, I'm getting back into swimming and I'm looking more at like the mental side of things, I kind of wish I could go back and become a psychologist because I think it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, your evidence that, I mean, really you can go back and do anything you'd like it. <laughs> whatever age i think true uh, i don't know if i want to go back to school though <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hear you i wouldn't i certainly wouldn't but yeah but but i also consider it you know i think i think that's the cool thing about our day and age is that a, a lot of times you aren't really limited by age or necessarily where you're at in life um if you want to do something and, and you're able to compile the resources, I think you're able to do it. Absolutely. Um, so what have you been, outside of, you know, swimming or being an athlete, uh, have you picked up any new hobbies just as a person during, during the quarantine period? Um, 
not really. I mean, I've been reading a lot more. I really like James Patterson, so I've been reading a lot of James Patterson books. Um, and my my friend from Texas, uh, Katie Riefenstahl, she actually is becoming a Pilates instructor. So I've been doing Pilates virtually with her, which you like you go into something like that and you think that you're really fit and you're really in shape and strong and all that stuff and then you do that class and you realize how incredibly weak you are in some areas so it's been kind of fun doing that and honestly I think that like I'm very much like a hermit I love staying home um and I'm not a very social person but over the last week or so I feel like I've really tried to connect um and just do more video chats with friends, family, um, and just trying to stay connected. Um, I don't know. And that's not really something that I've done before. I like avoid talking to people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know I certainly have also enjoyed this time of being forced to stay at home. I mean, I think, you know, working for Swim Swim, I, I travel a lot. And mm -hmm. so it's been nice to just have to have to be at home and just do the do those little things you wouldn't normally do like read a little more yeah. or catch up on tv or you know um i've been doing a little more yoga every day and i just talked to um matt credich the head coach at tennessee mm -hmm. and you know he was talking about how how this is an opportunity for for everyone to kind of find new ways to get stronger or make new shapes with your body and you know if you talking about Pilates is really yeah. similar to that do you think that that gives you something that you wouldn't have normally gotten um from a swimming perspective uh yeah absolutely because I think that especially being as close to trials as we were mm -hmm. you know, I, I was not really going to try new things. I was going to stick with my, my original plan of what I was doing. And so now I think it's the perfect time to try those new things and, and see what else can maybe work and see if, you know, the yoga is helping you. Obviously, like those things are all going to help. It's just trying to figure out what you're going to benefit from the most. And I think that for, I, I was actually talking about this the other day, I think for some people, just kind of taking the break and relaxing a little bit more is going to be really beneficial because especially as swimmers, I think that, you know, we kind of live in a world where it's like, we have to do more and more and more. We have to do more than the other person and it can become a lot. And I think that, you know, taking this time, just, you know, find new ways of, of enjoying working out, but maybe not maxing our bodies out every single day is going to be a, a really beneficial thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Do have how have you felt physically over the last couple of weeks? Do you you know, do you think that this could have uh, a benefit for you moving forward in the long run? Um, I would like to think so because I want to try to stay as as po positive as possible. Um, but the the training that I've done the last two years has been very different than most people and what I'm used to doing growing up where I have a lot more recovery and rest days. And I think that, you know, learning how to be okay with that and learning how to understand that those rest and recovery days are important. So I don't think I, I've in, in the last two years, I've really gotten myself to that point of needing that recovery because I've been taking care of my body a little bit more. So, you know, for me right now, it's kind of like, okay, well, I just need to 
stay on that track and not let myself get too far off of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, so, so how, how much would you say you train per week? Like, uh, I guess before pre Des Moines. Yeah. Uh, well, it does change a little bit just depending on the phase that I'm in, but I would say like right now, what, what my schedule was before was on Mondays and Tuesdays, I would have my hard workouts. That would be more like race pace kind of stuff. And it would be, I don't know, probably about an hour and a half. And then on um, the days after, so Tuesday and Friday, would just be an easy recovery day of 30 to 45 minutes, and that's it. And that was always, like, really weird for me because it's like, I'm only swimming for 30 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm swimming for two hours. Um, and then the other days, Wednesday and Saturday, are a little bit more aerobic-based. So they're just a little bit longer um, with a little bit of race pace mixed in there at the end. Um, so really not that much. And I, I do my dry land training three times a week, which is about 30 minutes. So not there. I mean, like in comparison to what a lot of people are doing, it doesn't seem like a lot. And I get, you know, the, the question a lot of like, I get nervous of whether or not I'm doing enough. And I think that for anybody, you just have to trust what you're doing. And no matter what that is, and as long as you trust what you're doing, you trust the plan, then it's going to work out for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty good philosophy. Um, well, and I mean, any closing thoughts? I think, I think that was a nice thought to end on. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Um, I really appreciate being on here, especially during this time. I think it's really awesome to see uh, so many people trying to help each other out, trying to give advice, trying to just stay connected in the swimming world during this, you know, kind of uneasy time that we're all feeling right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think like you said, it's a, it's, it's a good time to be connected and it's an important time to stay connected. Um, and especially with our little swimming community, you know, it's like we're, I think swimmers are going through their own form of, turmoil and grieving and processing and with everything that's happened and so yeah hopefully hopefully this is able to help someone yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me yeah thanks a lot leah